My Eagle enthusiasts, it's Fairway Rolling, presented by FanDuel. Major season is here, and you can get in on all the long drives, big putts, and major moments with FanDuel. Check out live PGA Tour bets like longest drive, round leaders, matchups, birdie or better, and more. Plus, track every shot in the app and watch select par three holes while you place your bets. Download the app today and bet with FanDuel, the official betting operator of the PGA Tour. Ringer is committed to responsible gaming. Please visit rg-help.com to learn more about the resources and helplines available and listen to the end of the episode for additional details. You must be 21 years old or older and present in select states. If you have a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit rg-help.com. This episode is brought to you by Evernorth Health services. Costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care, and Evernorth is doing everything in their power to make that possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best. It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that'll benefit your bottom line. It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI. It's possible because they're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions, that's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. Today's Shack House is brought to you by Callaway Golf, who wants you, equipment junkies and wise Shack House subscribers, to listen up. Our friends at Callaway now offer a rewards program, so just like you collect hotel points or airline miles, Callaway is offering points for things you already do. Attend a Callaway demo day, purchase new clubs, trade in old clubs, and so on and so on. Redeem your Callaway rewards points at CallawayGolf.com for items like custom head covers, golf balls, or golf bags. Visit CallawayGolf.com slash rewards to sign up. Start collecting those points. For 4,000 points, you can earn things like a dozen Chrome Softs, 8,000 points, get you Callaway's cult following beloved coin sets that include cool designs for each of the four majors, and they really are incredible. And those are 16,000 points uh, for the Chev stand bag, a beautiful Callaway bag. It's easy to sign up and see what you'll earn, so go to callawaygolf.com slash rewards now. And also today's Shack House is brought to you by Ministry of Supply. Let's face it, we sweat outside the gym too because a job without sweat stains is a job well done. Ministry of Supply is making awesome wear-to-work clothes that wick moisture, promote airflow, and even regulate body temperature. I've just gotten my first Ministry of Supply Apollo dress shirt house, and it actually makes me want to get on a plane knowing I'll be ready for any temperature and still be comfortable. These are uber-functional clothes that you can wear all day with comfort and confidence, and I can just tell by the looks I got walking in this morning in my Ministry of Shirt. It's the Apollo dress shirt. It is so cool. So visit ministryofsupply.com slash shackhouse. Get 15% off your first purchase using code shackhouse15 or visit one of their stores in Boston, San Francisco and coming soon house, Washington, D.C. Mention the Shackhouse podcast. Get that 15% off. That's code shackhouse15 or just tell them you heard about it on Shackhouse. Let's head to the Shackhouse.
Welcome to the Shack House. I think we got a great show for you this week. It was another wacky week in golf. We've got Jim Furyk later in the show to talk about the upcoming U.S. Open at Oakmont, where he finished second last time around, and he's a Ryder Cup assistant captain and a big sports fan. House, how you doing? Yes. You looking forward to chatting with Jim? I, I can't wait. I want to ask him about uh, the Steelers. Well, you do that. That's, that's all yours. <laughs> <laughs> so you play a little golf this weekend, and uh, we had a little memorial tournament. How about that? Nice uh, nice springtime golf. Uh, yeah, I was lucky to be up in New England. Um, this is exactly the six-week period when it's when New, New England is in, in perfect uh, shape. It, it goes, you know, sort of uh, mid-April through kind of the first week of, of June, second week of June, and, and that's it. Um, uh, it was in in exquisite shape. I was lucky to play um, a course designed by our uh, our mutual friend Gil Hans, the Boston Golf Club, um, nice. which is really uh-huh. right now in incredible shape. Yeah. Um, and, and and what a design. Yeah, Rodney Hine, the superintendent, does a beautiful job there, and uh, it, it's definitely uh, Gil's highest rated in terms of rankings and all that. So that's very cool. You get to play there. Quite the quite the experience. It's not the not the opulent, over-the-top thing that uh, a lot of people have come to expect with a, a private place like that. No, no, not at all. It's very <laughs> rustic. Uh, rustic. Yeah, it yeah. is rustic. I mean, you know, everything's sort of low to the ground and, um, you know, properly modest. And, and uh, it's just a great golf experience. It's a place where you play 18 and it's like, let's go get um, – uh, we don't have a beer sponsor. Let's go get a beer, unnamed beer, and then let's get right back out there. We got another nine. We got a couple bets to settle. Let's get going. Yeah, that's great. Places like that are are pretty sweet. Well, we envy you, but you did get to see a little of the memorial, and it was a. I, I can't say it was one of the more memorable memorials of all time. In fact, it was. Uh, it was. It was pretty dreadful on a few levels in terms of uh, tape delayed golf and the usual weather stuff and. Um, but I felt like it was a good week in that nobody you saw show up there, you said, okay, he's taking himself out of U.S. Open contention. His game is is in the toilet. I felt like, though, that uh, with all due respect to William McGirt and uh, John Curran, the, uh, who were in the playoff, that this was a great, great week for Rory McIlroy to kind of establish himself as either the favorite or one of the, the top two or three favorites along with Spieth and Day, depending on how you feel about their chances at Oakmont, just because he showed some life with the putter. He went back to the conventional grip, and he wasn't uh, doing the left-hand low and that kind of pop stroke that he has going, and he was second in the, the field in strokes game putting, and uh, coming into the week, he was 122nd on the tour in that number. Yeah, so I'm not prepared to trust Rory because I, I kept wait- I've been waiting all season long for that breakout victory and the breakout victory I, I guess would be the Irish Open but you know that's a Euro Tour event um, under conditions that are not like the kind of conditions that you get over here in the U.S. at our at the majors here um, so I was you know I'm, I have an eyebrow raised uh, at that uh, putting um, performance that he put on um, because it's been the single thing that has held him back. We've been talking about it what feels like now for six months. Um, I do want to give a quick shout out though to Dirt McGirt. I mean, this is now the he's the fourth guy that kind of fits this demo of journeyman guys. We had Brian Stewart a few weeks ago. Yep. Um, we had uh, um, uh, Jim Herman earlier this season, and even Vaughn Taylor, who's who's won yep. uh, on tour before. 
but you know, shout out to the to the to the dudes in their uh, you know thirties and forties. Yeah, absolutely. It's a great place to win, and it's it's and by no means is it an easy place to win. And one of the best fields they've had in a long time. So yeah, no, awesome performance. Um, and but you know, it's just it's uh, it, the 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 week was was rough with the weather as it always is at the memorial. Um, well, and we, you, we're not we're not going to move off the memorial until you you um, explain <laughs> Chief Leatherlips to me. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, so the memorials played every every year in May. And every year it rains. Of course, when they had the President's Cup in the fall, it also rained a lot. And a lot of people don't know this, but the Muirfield Village Golf Club, a wonderful, wonderful club and beautiful facility, was built on a, uh, a Native American burial ground. Um, and there are various legends related to this event. So many that I actually know of a few people who who work for the tour who don't want to work this event because they just know it's going to rain every year. Um, and Barbara and Jack Nicholas apparently have even gone so far to visit the grave of the great Chief Leatherlips, who was executed in 1810 for apparently liking pale-faced people too much. And... Um, it, <laughs> The curse uh, goes back to to his execution in 1810, um, and his tribe and its its love of pale faced people. And uh, <laughs> well, what's uh, the curse? What? Well, how does it manifest uh, well, itself? That he Is was it executed. That he was executed on this property. I know, but what? Like, how does it manif- manifest itself? Uh, in rain. House of ah. Rains every year at the memorial. Uh, <laughs> Got and, it. <laughs> and apparently, Barbara Nicholas has gone to visit his grave at the suggestion of Winnie Palmer. Uh, Jack, there is another story that that Mr. Nicholas does not acknowledge, but he, I don't believe he's really very firmly uh, denied um, that he he's driven her to the to the the place wherever he is buried, but stayed in the car. Um, she apparently has made more than one trip to his burial site. One was in 1993. That's how far back this rain thing goes with the memorial. Um, and she's placed a glass of gin on his grave. Uh, um, which oh my. His grave That's is thoughtful. somewhere um, beyond the far end of the practice area. So I don't think they built homes or anything on it. Um, but it's on the property. He's he's somewhere buried there, and so there's and and he and he needed some chapstick. Apparently, his name is Chief Leatherlips, and so there you go. That that's that's um, one of the more comical elements of the memorial every year, and and because well, it just rains on cue every time. It's it's such a shame because they always do a great job getting the course in shape. Paul Latchaw Jr. is one of the best. They get the it's tournament just, in. You know, the second straight year ends on a playoff, and it just ends sort of later on a, on Sunday than they might have hoped for. They did. So they, 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 they got in a little early even. They did. Your, your friends yeah, at CBS so just got hammered on social media because now NBC's philosophy is to, if there's a delay, they still will show the telecast on tape delay because the ratings really aren't much different than if they show it live. However, they do at least show it live now on their live streaming apps and CBS and the tour made the decision not to show the PGA Tour live live or the golf tournament live on CBS and Golf Channel. So as you can imagine with people getting the scores and updates from on site of what's going on and then not being able to um, <laughs> see what's going on on the screen, it, it led to quite a bit of uh, negative reaction. And then you get all the usual stuff. Where's the pro tracer? Uh, why is there a half hour gap between the telecasts? The, the usual things kind of come out and uh, it, it, it was, I think it's getting harder and harder for these, these networks to justify 
showing things on tape when they have the option to go with the live stream like they do. Yeah, I, I um, it's funny. I was I, I forgot that um, it had been tape delay, yeah. uh, and I had enough going on the first part of my Sunday that I wasn't paying attention to the updates coming through my Twitter. So I didn't know who won. I, I was sitting on my couch and watched it in on the, on the delay. But your your point is right. You know, we keep having these conversations about CBS broadcast. Maybe we should get Jim Nance on and see if he can explain to us what the hell's going on there. I don't think he makes these decisions, but we will definitely uh, aspire to do that because he's a, a huge golf nut, and I just think it'd be fun to hear from him. Uh, I I think we need to go a little higher up the ladder on some of these these calls, uh, and that that would uh, include the commissioner, Mr. Tim Fincham, who had a rough week. He, um, at the memorial, he showed up and gave a press conference on Wednesday because on Tuesday night on Hannity, Donald Trump revealed what we discussed on Shack House uh, initially a, a few episodes, two episodes ago, that, uh, in fact, Doral is no longer going to be hosting the PGA Tour. Donald Trump told uh, Sean Hannity uh, kind of what happened. He had had a visit earlier in the day from Tim Fincham, Jay Monahan, and Ty Vota to his office. Uh, my sources say it was a very brief meeting uh, in which the news was delivered, and it was not good news. Doral was was losing its tour stop, and the the explanation was that the corporate money was not there to sponsor the event at the price the PGA Tour wants. And I think, House, that what was most interesting, and I went through a bunch of these things on the on my blog. And I will. Con- I, w- I have a couple more posts in me that I need to get to about this because I think it's a big picture issue. But what uh, I think the real takeaway, though, is that Fincham showed up at, mem- at the memorial and explained why this happened. And Cadillac very much wanted to continue sponsoring, but at a certain price uh, that is not close to what the commissioner wanted. And what I heard from people on Twitter, and I got some emails, and I don't usually get emails on sponsorship sponsorship issues, is that it was the first time people had ever heard a commissioner be so uh, blunt that this was all about the money and almost kind of brag about that, that he, he made no real acknowledgement uh, how painful it is to lose this market or that uh, the fans might be deprived of, of some golf in in the United States, and he kind of played into Trump's hands in a, in a certain way that way. But it, I think it was just eye opening for people to hear that. So I, I was pretty blown away. You you may recall I was skeptical when we talked about this on the pod a couple of weeks ago um, that the tour would move away from one of its iconic venues that fits perfectly in the schedule, right in the middle of the Florida swing, and has um, produced some pretty great champions the last handful of years. The course underwent a renovation um, that has been mostly um, well-received, and it's a really competitive tournament. It's one that I I always look forward to um, in in the spring. I think it's one of the best uh, events on the tour schedule. Um, One thing that jumped out at me when I read the the news of the story, they have obviously been negotiating with Mexico, the, the, the sponsor down in Mexico, for some number of months because they announced a seven-year deal yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. La- la- last week. So I, I wonder how um, genuine the effort was to really try and find a replacement sponsor here in the U.S. or to negotiate um, – I'm not, I, I'm not going to suggest in bad, you know, it, I was going to say negotiate in good faith, and I don't want to uh, suggest anybody did anything in bad faith, but 
It didn't look like uh, they were pulling out all stops to try and get no, Cadillac to no, stay no, no. and to try and stay at this venue. Oh, no, no. They were dying to get away from them and dying to get away from Donald Trump. And, and Fincham, you know, he gave a press conference and he, uh, as usually, talked too long. And so he eventually gave himself away. And there was a telling quote that no brand wants to compete with with Donald Trump. Well, that was just a bunch of baloney because Trump actually has a a deal with Cadillac. They provide the vehicles at his resorts and they have some, you know, trade out, whatever it is. They have no problem with him. They love Miami. They love that stop, but they don't love the price tag of a WGC. And and, and we did discuss this. I think I explained to you that the dollar figure on those WGC events is significantly higher than a regular tour event and very expensive. There's only about a dozen companies that can afford it. And I think they've run out of those dozen companies being able to go to them in the United States uh, or internationally that want to do this. And so they then have gone to uh, the Salinas brothers in Mexico. I mean, it just sounds like something out of a Brian De Palma movie. And and, and it just, uh, it feels wrong. And then, of course, you you hear all these players uh, scared of being fined, coming and doing interviews, and, oh, I think it'll be great. We'll grow the game, uh, blah, 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 blah. Now, all these players, I've made a note of all the players who endorse this, uh, and, and I guarantee you half of them will not show up in Mexico City. It's after the Honda, and uh, it's in right in the middle of the Florida swing. They're not going to leave the United States, and they're, they're nice setups in Florida. Uh, to go to Mexico City, uh, no matter how much money is put a, a forward, I, I just it's just total hogwash that they were endorsing it. And well, you, you know there is a logic. One of the things I read um, was Rory's comment that the World Golf Championship should be played in other parts of the world. Yeah, that has a logic. That Absolutely. does make sense. Where this particular event falls on the tour schedule next season is ridiculous and I think it, it, it's going to be really interesting to see what field they get down there um, in Mexico City for all the reasons he, he you're is. mentioning right now I mean what makes the most sense is to get a replacement event back at Doral right in the slot that 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 event um, has held for years in the Florida swing and let this WGC event go ahead and have it be in Mexico City I'm fine with that I like the idea of um, having the World Golf Championships and somewhere other than the United States, but yeah. get it on the schedule somewhere that makes sense. No, the, he's absolutely right. They need to go international with them. The problem is this was an event they took that was a great tour event, a stalwart uh, event that had, had helped build the tour. They converted it to a WGC, and now they abandon the place because they don't really like Donald Trump. And I, I think that's a, I think it's a, an odd precedent. And remember, the last point I want to make, and then we, we want to get to Jim Furyk here in a minute, but uh, – the commissioner's bonus is built around uh, purse growth. And so just making that event a, a purse number that Cadillac would have liked. By the way, Cadillac, another sponsor, and, and I'm, I'm, I usually could care less who sponsors the tour event. Cadillac has, has funneled a lot of money into the PGA Tour, the Champions Tour. They've kept that afloat for a long time as a key sponsor. And, again, they just didn't want to meet that dollar figure. And the commissioner wants that dollar figure because he's all about, um, you know, ultimately at the end of the year there's a financial incentive for him. So that's the player's fault. For, for allowing that to kind of go on, but there you go. That's that's a situation. So it's a it's a bummer. I think I think uh, it'll be an ugly one next year when a lot of guys don't want to go down there and play. But we'll see. So hey, well house. look, if, if Cadillac is looking for a place to um, put some dollars, <laughs> I can think of a of a podcast. I mean. v- very subtle, very yeah. nice. Uh, <laughs> hey, Father's Day's coming up, house. And, yeah, uh, yeah, big day. A lot of people trying to figure out what on earth to get, Dad. 
and uh, or you know uh, what to get grandpa or the kids are trying to figure out how to buy something for these people who are impossible to buy for so what better idea than to open that Father's Day gift on Sunday during the U.S. Open telecast of a gift from Callaway Golf. Fortunately for Shack House listeners, the good folks over at Callaway compiled a can't-miss list of items on CallawayGolf.com. So go check it out. You've got your Chrome Soft Golf Ball with the free personalization for Father's Day. Got to get those ordered soon. Uh, you've got the Mac Daddy PM Grind Wedge. Phil Mickelson helped design. Everybody needs the lob wedge right. Beautiful wedge. Love that thing. Yeah, um, the grind all the way to the edges just takes it to a whole nother level. Yeah, especially when you hit it out on the toe like I do. Uh, <laughs> it's, it's, but, you know, that kind of deadens the, the, the shot. It lands nice and soft. You, yeah, I right. love that. And Phil, Phil un, unlike you and me, can actually hit the ball on certain parts of the face he actually is trying to do that he's that good we're not uh last thing too if you're truly stumped grab the callaway gift card i love gift card you never can go wrong with a gift card i know people say that's not very personal and uh, but you know what a lot of times dads know what they want maybe they want a golf club maybe they want a dozen balls maybe they want a wedge just give them the gift card it's always safe you can find out all about this stuff uh at callawaygolf.com and uh have fun you know go with it and happy father's day to all the fathers out there my people's father's day thought starter a harry's shaving set will make the perfect father's day gift it looks cool it feels special it's something that dad uh dads like me actually use we can be impossible to shop for those dads of us you don't want to get another tie or pair of socks I don't want to get another tie or pair of socks that I'm never going to wear. I would like to get something practical, but that feels special. So I'm not looking for another weed whacker. I want a gift. Thankfully, Harry's has us covered. While supplies, supplies, supplies last, my friends, Harry's is offering a special limited edition shave set for Father's Day. Don't try and say shave set 10 times fast. I recommend against it. Get one for dad. Get one for yourself, too. My personal experience with the Harry's aftershave lotion. Jeff, if you could smell me right now, you would be very impressed. I don't know. Yeah, the aftershave's good. It's, not, it's tight. It's very nice. I yeah. only like yeah. a, it's a small circle that I'll get let get close enough to actually smell the lotion, but it's a very nice lotion. It's a cooling yeah, lotion. Yeah, it's not the kind when you leave the room, it'll be lingering. No, it's it, it's a soothing yeah. lotion and right. You're not making an impression on anybody other than those that you want up close and personal. My friends, go to Harry's.com right now. Redeem a special offer for fans of the show. Harry's will give you five dollars off your first purchase with promo code HOUSE. H-O-U-S-E. Don't wait. Economy shopping for Father's Day ends on Thursday, June 9th. That's um, two days from now. So get on it, my friends. H-A-R-R-Y-S dot com. Enter code HOUSE, H-O-U-S-E, at checkout and get $5 off. Get that something he'll actually use this Father's Day. And uh, for the non-dads out there, you can do it too. Right, Jeff? Yeah, absolutely. Just buy it for yourself. But don't worry, you know, if you're wondering, uh, I'm, you know, House, I'm a big Harry's fan. I learned about him on podcasts. And don't worry, the packaging is so cool, too, that it'll look like a great gift. But then what's inside actually works unbelievably well. And it's their prices are ridiculous. I mean, their blades last forever. All the stuff is cool. Love Harry's. 
All right. Joining us now on the Shack House is Jim Furyk. He's 29th in the world. He's only started four times this year due to an injury. Uh, last time the U.S. Open was at Oakmont, Jim finished second at plus six. It was a brutal, brutal week and uh, played awesome that week in uh, his native state of Pennsylvania. Uh, it was a big deal for him. He, there was a lot of hype around him as the 2003 U.S. Open champion, uh, probably a future Hall of Famer, still a hugely relevant player on the tour, which fascinates me because he's also an assistant Ryder Cup captain, probably a future Ryder Cup captain. Uh, we're going to touch on a few of those things, House, with uh, with Jim now and, and get into some of the uh, the cool stuff going on at Oakmont because Jim got to play there recently. So here's our conversation with Jim Furyk. All right, Jim, thank you so much for joining us here on Shack House. We really appreciate it. Uh, we hope you're doing well. Where are you talking to us from today? I'm in Jacksonville, Florida, my hometown, and uh, in a little area called San Marco, just kind of south of the city. Nice. And you're getting ready for the U.S. Open at, at Oakmont, correct? I am. Uh, I just got home late last night after uh, the memorial and uh, had an outing yesterday for NetJet. So I uh, just got back to town. going to take a day or two off here and kind of uh, lick my wounds. I got whooped a little bit up there in Muirfield, so I uh, have a couple ideas how I want to get ready and what I need to work on for the U.S. Open. Jim, you're uh, 29th in the world, but you just had four starts this year. You've been a little bit hurt. What's uh, what's the state of your game going into Oakmont? Um, you know, rusty. I think um, I really feel like uh, for not really having a lot of time playing and being off so long, I was off for almost seven or eight months, uh, I've hit the ball well. Uh, hitting a lot of fairways, a lot of greens. Um, I'm not scoring very well. I'm not converting, not getting the ball in the hole. Uh, I feel like I've played pretty solid on my short length putts, but I really haven't converted on my birdie putts from 10 to 20 feet. Um, haven't made a lot of birdies, so I really haven't jump-started my round very well. Uh, and, you know, kind of frustrated, uh, to be honest with you. I feel like I've played a lot better than I've scored, and that really deals with uh, knocking some putts in and making some more birdies. So you have uh, good feelings about uh, Oakmont, or at least good memories. Um, your performance in 2007 was excellent. What particular things will you be working on over the next two weeks to get ready for Oakmont? Well, uh, <laughs> to, to play that course well, you really have to be in control of all aspects of your game. Uh, and more importantly, I think mentally you have to be prepared. It's, it's, a, it's a punishing golf course. Um, you have to drive the ball extremely well harsh, the bunkering is such that if you drive the ball off the fairway and the fairway bunkers, you rarely have a play at the green. Um, iron shots have to be very precise. Uh, you know, you look at the first hole, and Ben Hogan was quoted as saying, the way to play one is to knock it over the green and chip back to the hole. Um, you know, you're talking about maybe the best ball striker of all time. So it's a difficult, difficult layout. And once you get to the greens, the fight's not over. It could be one of the... Uh, you know, the three hardest putting courses that I've ever played in my life, you know, with Augusta National and Oakmont. And, uh, the greens are very sloped, very fast. So um, take that all into account. I think you just have to be extremely patient and know that par is a good score. Uh, I opened up last time with 76 and still had a chance to win the golf tournament. So, you know, I think the idea is to know that you're going to make some bogeys. It's going to be difficult to score and, and not really let it bother you, but it's just a lot easier said than done. Jim, how much when you go back to a place like Oakmont, obviously it's a little bit different because you're a Pennsylvania guy and, and you played well there and so you have a lot of memories, but how much do you 
uh, go back and, and kind of reevaluate how you played there last time, look at yardage books, talk to Fluff, uh, or, or is it pretty much you just kind of remember the key points and, and now you just kind of move forward and worry about your game? Yeah, I'm a little bit more of a field player. We have some young guys on tour that, you know, they're, they're more into the strategy. They hire uh, statisticians, uh, figure out, you know, how they played the golf course in the past, what holes they did well on, what holes they did poorly on, uh, maybe how to attack the golf course a little better. Um, I think I'm maybe a little bit more old school dealing with my age. Uh, and that, you know, I, I remember the golf course quite well. I played it last week, last Tuesday. Uh, I played a practice round, so... Um, I have an idea how I want to try to attack the golf course. And, uh, you know, it's a catch-22. You want to kind of play conservative off the tee because you have to get the ball in the fairway, but uh, you really can't. You have to attack it off the tee and be aggressive and and just hit some good golf shots. Um, If you lay the ball too far back in the fairways, the greens are too severe, uh, you know, to go into with a longer iron. So you want to try to get as close to the green as you possibly can, and it puts a lot of pressure on driving the ball well. So. Um, you know, it, it, again, it, it's everyone asks me if I'm excited, and my quote really has been, "It's like lining up at the principal's <laughs> office, knowing you're going to get paddled." That's that's kind of how I think I'm going to Oakmont. It's it's brutal. So I don't. You know, I'm excited to go back to my home state. Um, you know, I'm excited to go play the golf course and, and, and see the challenge. But uh, it's one of those courses you kind of have to be careful what you ask for because it'll jump up and bite you pretty quick. Now I know you have um, a little bit of a kind of a. Uh, some sensitivities about some of Mike Davis's setup stuff and the way he's gone direction-wise. Um, you were at Oakmont last time. Now you've been there Tuesday. Do you see? Do you feel like that he's made some adjustments there uh, that will improve the way it plays this time around? Because I, I seem to remember last time there were a few fairways where balls weren't really uh, kind of staying in the landing areas and kind of feeding into the rough, and it it just seemed like there were a couple tee shots that were yeah. a little bit awkward. Yeah, I haven't been very critical of Mike's Mike's setups. I think uh, he's actually elevated the setup. Uh, you know, there's some times where I may not agree with, you know, like shaving the left side of 14 at Pebble Beach or, uh, you know, when Mike's moved tees up in the past on some of the par fours or par fives, he has a, he's given us an indication that he may move the tee up, but not really to where. So it's hard for us to be prepared or to have a yardage, and Mike likes to see us kind of think on a fly. So... I think we've uh, we've agreed to disagree, um, but we're friends. Uh, I think the role of Mike and, and think he's done a, a good job of setting the golf courses up. I think he was criticized a little bit at Oakmont from some players that the rough was too severe and too thick. And uh, as you mentioned, a lot of the fairways do have a lot of slope to them, so you really need to work the ball off the off the tee into the slopes to hold the fairways. And you know, a player that just hits a draw only or a cut only is going to struggle. Uh, on this golf course because I think you need both shots. Um, you know, it, it was penal, it was difficult, but it's kind of the U.S. Open. I mean, long rough, and uh, and that, that's kind of you know par for the course. I think uh, you know you can spend we can spend all the time we want as players complaining, but uh, you know it's it's really not going to do us any good. The idea is it's not going to change. Oakmont's always going to have long penal rough. It's the way that golf course, they've played nine U.S. Opens there. It's been set up that way nine different times. Uh, it's not going to change next week at all. So I want to ask you, Jim, real quick about the Ryder Cup. Um, your uh, surgery and recovery um, happened to coincide with your taking on the role of uh, assistant captain. 
And so I imagine you've had an opportunity to watch more golf, probably watch more than you'd prefer to be watching, but watch some guys here over the last uh, four, five, six months. As we're approaching um, the Open here, who, who have you been impressed by? Who, who are you kind of looking out for as guys that might um, show up and put on great performances in two weeks? Well, uh, I'm, I'm impressed by uh, a number of different people. I think, uh, you know, the, say, uh, Justin Thomas coming up, where young guys in the top ten in the FedEx Cup, he seems to rack up a, a top ten every week. He's a, a, a player that I haven't seen play live or in person, but um, I'm impressed with the performances and, and how well he's played. Um, you know, I think we have a good mix of players right now, both old and young. Uh, I think we need some some of the younger players that maybe don't have the scars uh, of past Ryder Cups. They can infuse a lot of uh, excitement into the Ryder Cup, such as Patrick Reed and Jordan Jordan uh, Spieth in the last Ryder Cup. Or, yeah, the last Ryder Cup we played. Um, you know, they, they infused a lot of energy and a lot of excitement, and really, uh, even for young players, carried the team. So, uh, I think it's important to have a, a good mix of players, both young and, and veterans, and. Uh, Right now, the team seems to be shaping up for that. But, uh, you know, I think as captains, as a captain right now, I'm not so worried about the players as much as I am, uh, you know, just trying to help Davis out as much as I can to, to answer as many questions for him. Uh, as, a, as a group, we kind of get together. Davis sends out an email, tries to get our opinion on things. And, and really just so that uh, as captains, the, the four or five of us want to just be really prepared so that we can give these guys the best opportunity to play as well as they can to be loose. Yeah, you, you, you mentioned um, that uh, the Oakmont um, Open is a return for you to your hometown. You are a legendary Steelers fan. How are you feeling about the Steelers' chances this upcoming season? Uh, I think a lot like I was last year. You know, I, I think offensively, uh, if they can stay healthy, they'll be great. Um, you know, a lot of weapons on offense. Uh, we'll see how Le'Veon Bell looks after uh, – after the knee surgery, um, you know, hopefully Antonio Brown's recovered from uh, the concussion he took in, in, uh, in the playoffs. But uh, there's a lot of weapons on offense. I think they've helped solidify the offensive line a lot in the offseason, which is nice. Uh, you know, the big question mark comes with defense. That seems to be where the Steelers have really put their uh, stock in the draft and, and have drafted a lot of young uh, DBs. And uh, defensive line looks uh, phenomenal. Uh, I think, you know, three, four, five years ago, that was maybe a, a hole in the defense, and now it's uh, one of the stronger areas. So, you know, if we can get some of the young DBs to come along and play well, I, you know, I have high hopes for the season. Pretty much just like every other NFL fan out there. I mean, you find a way to think your team is uh, going to have a good year. Yeah, e- even me with the, with the Redskins, which is a real stretch after the last 20 years. <laughs> <laughs> you know, uh, you well, know there's, the, I'm sorry. You know, you, there's. There's been a lot of glory in Pittsburgh. I can't complain too much about a bad season or two. <laughs> right, right. That city of champions. I keep hearing that. Um, so you also have a, a big hoops background. Growing up in Pittsburgh, um, you didn't have a professional team to root for. Wh- who's your hoops team? Well, we lived in Pittsburgh until I was about seven years old, and then we moved back to Eastern PA. So I lived a lot closer to Philly from uh, the age of seven and older. So I was a Sixers fan growing up, you know. Watching uh, in '83, and uh, you know, Dr. J and Moses Malone, uh, Andrew Tony, Maurice Cheeks, yeah. and I know everyone forgets Mark Ivoroni, number eight, <laughs> is the uh, 
as the unsung hero. Um, well, what about the Sixers now? <laughs> it's been a, it's been a tough viewing. Um, <laughs> we'll see. It sounds like they're clearing house this off season, and they're trying, you know, looking for trades and uh, anything's open is the quote I've heard. But uh, obviously, they've been building for a long time. And uh, I went to school at uh, the University of Arizona, so uh, obviously, Sean Miller's done a great job there. They've had a great recruiting class, and then I think I've. Uh, you know, I'm a much bigger college basketball fan. That probably has a lot to do with going to Arizona and uh, and the history and the tradition we have there. And I'm a much bigger, uh, you know, professional football fan, and that's growing up in Pittsburgh and and uh, you know being a diehard Steeler fan. Well, Jim, we uh, we really appreciate you taking the time. As we know, this is a big uh, couple of weeks for you. You want to get ready for Oakmont, and uh, we'll be pulling for you and look forward to. Uh, watching you play there and, and uh, try to rekindle what you did last time, only uh, maybe a little bit better. And, and, uh, and then, and of course, on behalf of all media members, we thank you as a former Jim Murray Award winner for, for uh, all you do for taking the time to talk to us and enlighten us on the, uh, this great game. I appreciate it. Thanks for having me, guys. I enjoyed it. Thanks, Jim. All right, we thank Jim again for joining us for a few minutes here on the Shack House. House, you know what it's time for. It's speed round time. Let's get into it, Jeff Shack. All right. Shack House uh, speed round is presented by Callaway Golf, the number one iron in golf. They've got that face built to change the game. You know what it is. It's a 360 face cup technology. Nobody wants to play inferior technology, so don't. Play the 360 face cup technology irons because you're losing out on distance, and who wants that? If you want, head to CallawayGolf.com right now to order a super limited edition Joe House played Apex Black Irons. Wait, there's a there's a house grind? Oh dear, are you ready for oh, that I, house? I, nobody told me about this. Oh dear, we I'm need to look into this. I'm still waiting on my irons. I, I'm I'm uh, the anticipation is so high. It's like a delicious cheeseburger staring me at the face from the window. I can't reach it. No. The Apex Blacks. I've been told they're on their way. Uh, every day I come home and look at the front door for the for the UPS delivery, um, and I just can't wait. They can't come soon enough. Yeah, that's what the tracking numbers for house. I'm not I'm not one of those people. Oh, I don't like to know okay. exactly where. I, I it's it's better as a surprise. Okay, all right. Well, they're 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 the uh, the apex iron. They're all black. I can't wait to hear what you think of them. All right, Tiger Woods is back in the book business. Uh, my take on this, he's definitely retired now. If he's writing books, what do you think? No, 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 no. This, um, it, the, the, the backstory is he's been asked to write a book about the 97 Masters. Is that right? He's been asked. Oh, come on. <laughs> come on. <laughs> yes, well, that he, is the theme of the book, the 1997 Masters. He's also going to discuss things. The things that excite me, he's going to write supposedly. Well, Lauren Rubenstein is going to write it. Tiger's going to tell him stories, and then Lauren will write it. Uh, but he's going to talk about changes in the game also since that, that 97 Masters. So what's wrong with the tw- a twenty year anniversary of that ninety seven Masters um, as uh, you know as the time for this book to come out and for him in his own words um, as told to Warren um, to to give us some perspective on it I still hold that um, that Masters moment as a real um, uh, epicenter moment for uh, the entire golf industry right Yeah no there's nothing wrong with it it's a great Masters, it's a great week to, to write about. I, my problem is that it tells me he's toast, he's done, he's had enough because it's just not Tiger to 
to look back. It's like the, the the whole Kobe Bryant goodbye tour this year, and all the reminiscing and and it was just that that wasn't Kobe. That the, when Kobe was in his prime, he could care less what happened the day before. It was all about moving forward. And Tiger's the same way. And so now when he's getting reflective and wanting to do books and that kind of thing, I, I I'm thrilled. I, I want him to, to tell his stories and well some of the stories and and I, it's just that. I, it tells me though that he's he's that the, the fire's gone if he's agreeing to do books because five six years ago if, if you'd asked him that he would say you're out of your mind I got better things to do. Well, he's had a lot of time, a lot of downtime um, <laughs> as part of this recovery, and I we we've been talking about uh, him on this podcast saying take your time, oh, don't rush is. back. Jaime was on last week and said you'd be surprised. You would not be surprised if Tiger took this whole year off uh, as part of this recovery. I'm fine with that. So fill up his time with you know a little bit of reminiscences. I'm fine with it. Doesn't mean anything in terms of his ability to come back out and drop sixty on him like Kobe did. <laughs> All right, let's move the speed around along. What do you got? Uh, the USGA RNA distance report, oh, no, that's, and a topic near and dear to your heart, Jeff That's Shackelford. not speed round territory. That's a, that's a whole show. Uh, <laughs> all I'll say is, if you want to go, I have it on my website. A few people wrote about it. The USGA RNA issued this distance report, letting us know that, that the averages are, have really been flat since 2003. And, and just so you know, House, I used to be treated like a leper for pointing out the nonsense of this kind of uh, spin from from the governing bodies, and it was so enjoyable having social media to look at and to read all the people just mocking them, laughing at this report because they cherry picked the data, and they didn't want to go back to certain times. and And it was funny to me none of the manufacturers pushed back because you know you're making this claim. Basically, you're saying that all the things that everybody's been making the last few years have done no good since 2003 for these pros, which is just laughable. As then you have Dustin Johnson at the Memorial hitting 750 some odd yards worth of drives on the last two holes on a course that had gotten like an inch of rain uh, over over the weekend, uh, at least. And so it was comforting to read how many people are not really taking them very seriously at this point. And I'll just, I'll, I'll leave it at that. There's several good rants. I'll, and then the show notes on my site, jeffshackelford.com, I'll, I'll have a couple of the links if you want to read more about this this topic. Um, because I, I will say this too, the people who did the report, I don't doubt that the data they used and the topics they selected, they, they were earnest in presenting what they did. They just ignored a lot of other things and some of um, you know, House, here's the thing that just drives me the most nuts. They used USGA and RNA. <laughs> I thought I was going to wrap that up. They they used to be obsessed with uh, the correlation between somewhat uh, having some driving accuracy and the money list. And now they've just completely ignored that. They just don't care about that anymore. Accuracy, they, they've just given up on that one. So we'll leave it at that. Well, yeah, we'll we'll save that because, you know, there is uh, the, the um, metrics have grown a bit more sophisticated so there are a lot of ways we can slice and dice they are we've talked about the advanced golf metrics um so let's let's tie both of those topics in on a future uh discussion yesterday was um for many people uh i think you're you're included the best day of of u.s golf um because it's sectional day it's sectional qualifying day for the u.s open the most uh democratic uh opportunity in perhaps all 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 of sports any any person with a certain level of competence with a golf club can go to 
their regional site and uh, attempt to qualify for the U.S. Open. What was your favorite story from yesterday? I think I'm most heartened by Mike Van Sickle. He, he qualifying as an alternate, but he's at the site that will be the first alternate and a certain uh, budding book author that we just discussed is most likely to withdraw. So I think he'll get in the U.S. Open. Mike is a son of Sports Illustrated's longtime uh, great golf writer, Gary Van Sickle, who used to write for Golf World as well. Uh, one of my favorites and a great player, Gary. And Mike is a fantastic uh, mini tour player, web.com, all that kind of stuff. And he's a Pittsburgh native, has played a lot of golf at Oakmont. And I'm, and it obviously was a lot of pressure. And I'm just so thrilled that he, he's, he's probably going to get in. He was a, uh, uh, you know, he's first alternate and I, I love his chances. So, I mean, there were incredible stories, Ohio. So I got uh, the breakdown, golf week. Uh, USGA, they both have awesome stories worth reading about. Just all sorts of names. You know, the NCAA individual champion qualified. Um, gosh, uh, Bryson DeChambeau gave up his exemption as an amateur and went back and re-qualified. Uh, as a guy f- uh, from the Philippines who just absolutely torched Lake Merced and, and Olympic Club yesterday. Uh, just so many cool stories. And then just, you know, your journeyman, your, your Billy Hurley's, your... Uh, it, there's so much that goes on, and the people who put that day together—it's such a long day. It's it's just awesome, and so um, really happy for everybody who qualified, and they got almost all of them done. They were coming back as we're recording this on Tuesday and finishing up at a couple locations. So great yeah, day in American golf, and a lot of great reporting out there worth reading. Yeah, you're jeffshackerford.com. Great um, place to go to get links to all these stories. Perfect aggregation. I did it this morning. All right, House, that's enough speed round. We, we could go on forever. Uh, like I said, a lot of great reading on my site, and uh, you've got your Twitter account, House from D.C., and uh, all sorts of cool stuff out there right now. Great time in golf. Uh, all right, that's it for this week's Shack House. Remember, today's podcast and all the podcasts on the Channel 33 Network are brought to you by the new HBO series, Any Given Wednesday with Bill Simmons. The new show will feature intimate conversations with compelling guests from the worlds of pop culture, sports, entertainment, the arts, and technology. Can't wait for any given Wednesday with Bill Simmons starting June 22nd. It's going to include field segments, Bill's signature commentary on current events. Uh, I just can't wait. I hope there's a house appearance at some point. That's June 22nd at 10 p.m. on HBO. And we're also brought to you by the new website, theringer.com, presented by Miller Lite. Go now and check out the latest in pop culture, sports, and tech at The Ringer. We thank them for this podcast, and we're going to talk to Brian Curtis of The Ringer next week in advance of the U.S. Open. He just wrote a beautiful piece up there worth reading on Joe Buck and uh, the lead announcer at Fox, who will be hosting the coverage once again from Oakmont, and we will be joining you Monday Uh, hopefully late in the day from Oakmont. I'll have some insights from the golf course to talk all about the U.S. Open, go over the odds and all that good stuff. It's going to be an exciting week in Pittsburgh. We thank you for subscribing, and we'll talk to you next week. Hey, Jeff, another awesome show. Uh, I really enjoyed it. I only have one last thing to say, and that is this. Shackers!
I've said it a million times. You drive for show, putt for dough. Well, I haven't said it, but a lot of people have. But when it comes to making more putts, Odyssey is the number one putter in golf, and we thank them for also sponsoring today's podcast. Odyssey has the most putter wins on tour, including Danny Willett's win at Augusta and Lydia Ko's major win at the Anna Inspiration. New this year from Odyssey is the White Hot RX Putter. These beauties combine that classic White Hot insert feel that is so beloved on tour with an insert feature that features a better roll. So get out to your local retailer or your course and ask to roll a few putts with the White Hot RX Putters. The two ball, the number one, the number seven, or try the new V-Line Fang model. For more on these putters, check out odysseygolf.com. But, of course, the best way is to go out to your local retailer and try those putters. There's only one way to know how you are going to roll it. Friends, thanks for listening to Shack House this week. Uh, we'd like to, again, thank our good friends at Harry's. Go to harrys.com right now and redeem a special offer for fans of Shack House, Harry's will give you $5 off your first purchase with promo code HOUSE, H-O-U-S-E. Don't wait. Economy shipping for Father's Day ends in a couple days, Thursday, June 9th. So act now, peeps. That's H-A-R-R-Y-S dot com. Enter code HOUSE, H-O-U-S-E, at checkout to get $5 off. Jeff and I talked about this a little bit earlier. Get us something that we'll actually use this Father's Day. We'll use the Harry's. I love the aftershave. The cream comes in a beautiful tube. It's a great package. The website couldn't be easier to jump on and bang this out. My friends, get on harrys.com right now. This episode is brought to you by 20th Century Studios' Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. As a ruthless king builds his empire at the expense of the remaining human race, a young ape will fight for the future of apes and humans alike. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes, enter the kingdom in IMAX on May 10th and in theaters everywhere. Get tickets now.